As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest T-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground T-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, register for your points bet account, and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this T-shirt, and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Guys, I'm in my 16th season doing this show. It's the first time I've had a shirt available for my podcast. I'm so proud to finally have one, and I want you to have it. So follow the steps and get yourself your very own Bearstock Underground t-shirt today. And thank you to PointsBet for partnering up with Sports Drink. And thanks to PointsBet for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Guess who's back finally after uh, after a, a long week. And, um, you know, I want to thank everybody for for your kind words and, um, you know, condolences and, and such. Um, you know, uh, for those who don't know, I have been gone. I was gone all of last week and, and uh, you know, didn't do the review episodes uh, for this weekend uh, as well, because my my grandmother passed uh, on the twenty first, and uh, we were down south uh, in Arkansas where she's where she lives uh, for her services and everything. And I thought it prudent not to bring the podcast gear because uh, we were going to be busy traveling and and doing a million other things uh, during that whole time. So, but I'm back now and uh, getting uh, back to speed uh, with everything. I'm basically all caught up. With work, I've essentially been off for the last two weeks. I was on vacation uh, two weeks ago, and then this past week with the traveling and uh, and all that kind of stuff, I've uh, had a lot of catching up to do uh, this week, which was another thing that contributed in me not doing the review episodes that I said I was going to do uh, as my comeback. But here we are. We're kicking things off with the NFL preview episode, week number nine. Going to be an interesting one. Uh, especially, you know, a lot of new faces on teams after the trade deadline uh, and everything this week, including a couple on our uh, beloved Chicago Bears uh, face, uh, you know, on, on, you know, on our team. We got some new faces, some we got some additions and some tractions and uh, everything in between. Uh, and even the team the Bears are facing on Sunday has uh, a couple of new faces as well. They were also very busy uh, during the trade deadline. We'll talk more about that on the Bears Dolphins preview uh, tomorrow, but um, you know uh, other teams uh, making moves like the you know the Broncos, the Forty Nine ers. You know it wasn't just on Tuesday. This is uh, 
kind of been this window that's been open for the last you know week or two that teams have been taking uh, advantage of. And since I've been gone, Christian McCaffrey went from Carolina to San Francisco, and you know various other moves uh, along the way. So, um, what do you say we go ahead and 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 dive right in? This is the Week Nine NFL Preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Week number nine, we've got six teams on the bye, so that gives us a 13-game slate. The Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and 49ers all have the week off this week. And kicking off the week nine slate today, or tonight I should say, uh, because you know, you'll be listening to this on Thursday, uh, kicking things off on Amazon Prime with the Eagles and the Texans. Um, the Eagles, of course. Uh, since uh, we last spoke with one another, uh, adding Robert Quinn uh, from our beloved Chicago Bears uh, to their uh, pass rush. It's kind of a rich getting richer kind of thing. They slid us a fourth-round pick uh, for his services and, uh, uh, and everything. So just adding to what was, already, what was already there. He played for them on Sunday when they beat the Steelers quite handily and uh here he is playing his second Thursday night game of the season against the Texans uh on Thursday night um I don't think we need to spend too much time uh on this one you got the uh 7-0 Eagles going up against the 1-5-1 uh Texans um, and, and it's, it's not like, you know, weird things happen on Thursday night, uh, or anything like that. I just don't see it happening, even though it's like everything that, that Philadelphia would be susceptible to, uh, they're on the road short week that, you know, they had to travel on a, for a Thursday game and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. This is a, a, a gimme kind of game for them. Um, they have, uh, well, actually they got the commanders next week. So a divisional uh, game on Monday night, so they get a decent break between this game and the next one. So, I mean, you know, you don't have your usual excuses. They don't have a rematch with the Cowboys coming up. There's no reason to look past the Texans because they have the Commanders on the horizon, a team they already handled uh, quite well uh, when they fought, faced each other in week three uh, and everything. And, uh, you know, the Texans are one in five. They're they're a scrappy team. They like to fight, but in the end, they're they're just not very good. So uh, I think it's an easy choice to go with the Eagles, and we move on uh, to the Sunday slate. Kicking things off on Sunday, we got the Chargers at the Falcons. Now, the Falcons participated in a crazy finish down in Atlanta on Sunday uh, when PJ Walker for the Panthers throws a hail mary for sixty two yards and hits DJ Moore in the end zone. It, the score at the time was 34-28, to 28, so this touchdown, the six points alone, ties up the football game. But DJ Moore, in his celebration, decided to throw his helmet, uh, you know, take his helmet off his head and kind of throw it to the ground uh, and everything and got flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. Atlanta had the penalty assessed to the extra point, and our good old friend Eddie Pinero was now kicking a 48-yard field goal for the extra point and hooked it left, sending the game to overtime. He then later missed a 33-yard field goal uh, in overtime, and the Falcons came back and kicked the field goal to win the game. 
there. So basically, they got by on just pure luck, man. Pure stupid luck. They didn't block either one of those kicks. Panero just hooked them both, and uh, you know this. They got out of they got a victory over the Panthers by the hair of their chinny chin chin uh, on Sunday. Uh, they're welcoming the Chargers into town, uh, who are um, coming off a of bye week. Uh, they were off last week the, with the Chiefs. Those were the only two teams on the bye uh, last week. They're 4-3 and three, uh, right now. The, the last game that uh, the Chargers played was that, was that really ugly Monday nighter against the Broncos uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, it, it just um, – was it – or did they play another one? Let me double-check their schedule real quick. I'm, I might be uh, – I might have some memory spots here from being gone. Oh, no, that's right. They uh, played the Seahawks and got killed. Yeah, the Seahawks at in, in, in Los Angeles, too. The Seahawks really put it to them, 37-23. Uh, so that's what they're coming off to buy from, uh, traveling out to Atlanta. And it's a noon kickoff. So it's you see this happen sometimes. The NFL kind of uh, screws over. Uh, a West Coast team because they got to make an East Coast trip and then they're playing the early game, which for an East Coast team or West Coast team to play at uh, noon or, or 1 p.m. essentially on the East Coast is is a 10 a.m. start on the West Coast. So, um, you know, it, it, maybe the, the Chargers will come out sluggish. Um, you know, maybe it'll take them a, a moment or two to try to get their bearings, you know, playing so early in the day for them uh, and everything. But, um you know, this one is a tough one to call. The Atlanta has, I mean, they're in first place in the NFC South because the Bucks and the Saints and, and, and all those are, are all, you know, losing teams uh, right now. You know, the Bucks are three and five. The Saints are three and five. Carolina, who they just beat, is two and six. And they're sitting at 500, sitting pretty uh, in first place in the NFC South uh, right now. And, and I mean, that's the last thing in the world anybody outside of Atlanta was probably expecting uh, right now. And when I say Atlanta, I mean their locker room. I don't even think people that root for the Falcons would have would have said they'd be at, in first place basically halfway through the season uh, and everything. You know, and, and Atlanta has been explicable, inexplicable. They've won some games they should have lost. They've lost some games they should have won. They've been a hard team to pick, and the Chargers are no different. You know, they're they're at home against the Jaguars, that's an East Coast team going out West. That seemed like an easy pick, and they lost 38-10. to 10. You know, <laughs> hosting the, uh, you know, the Seahawks two weeks ago, lambasted by the, by the Seahawks, 37-23. Uh, I mean, this is a team that had high expectations coming in, made some big moves in the offseason, the Khalil Mack trade, signing J.C. Jackson. None of that has really worked. I mean, Khalil Mack is playing well. But they brought in Khalil Mack to be on the opposite side of Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa had the terrible groin injury that's going to keep him out indefinitely uh, and, and everything else. J.C. Jackson out for the season with a ruptured patella tendon uh, during that Seahawks game. I mean, it was a bloodbath uh, out there. So, I mean, I'm going to play it safe and go with the home team right now, but I won't be surprised if the Chargers come on and, and win this game because I believe them to be the better team, but at Atlanta, I'm just going to go with the home team on this one. I've, I've, I've gotten so many picks wrong picking the better team, even though it's the road team. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to just stick with the home team on this one. Go with the Falcons. So 
moving on. Uh, I don't know if I can go with the home team on this one, although I, I think they can win the game, but it really comes down to will they win the game, and that is my beloved Chicago Bears hosting the Miami Dolphins uh, on Sunday. Uh, both the Dolphins and the Bears making big trades uh, at the deadline uh, and everything, and, and, and the Bears were, were sellers for the most part, uh, having traded away Robert Quinn. They traded away Roquan Smith to the Ravens uh, on Monday. Uh, after losing to the Cowboys, but then just before the deadline on Tuesday, um, you know, about noon, uh, when the deadline was three, four o'clock, to, you know, I, I forget which it was, probably like four o'clock Eastern, three o'clock uh, Central time, the Bears became buyers out of nowhere, making a trade with the Steelers to acquire uh, wide receiver Chase Claypool uh, from uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, reuniting him with his college teammate Cole Komet uh, from Notre Dame, and... Um, you know, Miami, on the other hand, probably made one of the biggest trades, uh, you know, for, uh, before the deadline, uh, sending the, uh, I think, the third and final first-round pick from San Francisco to the Broncos to acquire Bradley Chubb. And uh, with uh, the Bears struggling in, in pass protection, having Bradley Chubb added to what was a pretty decent pass rush to begin with uh, is a scary prospect, and I'm hoping that uh, a the fact that I'm doing shows again doesn't jinx the Bears offense into uh, regressing because for the two games that I haven't been doing previews and reviews or, or reviews of uh, our offense has woken up 33 points against the Patriots 29 points uh, this past Sunday against the Cowboys even in a losing uh, effort Justin Fields looking very sharp you know he's still not completing a bunch of passes but his completion percentage has gone up. You know, we, we had games earlier in the season where he was like, uh, you know, 10 of 21, 11 of 23, and not even completing 50%. And this past Sunday, he only completed 17 passes, but he was 17 of 23, closer to 70% uh, completion percentage. And, and with that, even though it was 150 yards, when you start completing that many passes, and or, you know, the, the percentage is that the yards are going to come. So I, I And I think having a guy like Chase... Claypool in the lineup will definitely help uh, with that. But, um, you know, I definitely think this is a winnable game for the Bears, especially if they can just keep it rolling uh, with the running game. The, the the bad news there is that the Dolphins have a top five run defense, um, and they're actually one of the weaker teams in past uh, defense. So maybe that plays right into our hands as, as we progress in the passing game. We add a new target, somebody who can actually take some of the attention away from Darnell Mooney, maybe he gets some more one-on-one uh, openings and things like that with Chase Claypool. They can't just put all of their attention on Mooney and you know not worry about everybody else. Claypool can hurt you. So um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I definitely think the Bears can win this one, but I know that we're at home. I do think the Dolphins are right now better than the Bears. However, uh, even though it's it's a completely winnable game, and I would not be shocked at all if the Bears walk away with the win here. There's also this crazy history between the Bears and the Dolphins, and more times than not, the Dolphins come out ahead. You know, the 85 Bears, the 06 Super Bowl team, the 2018 team, our last good team, the Dolphins beat them all. Beat them all. So it's just one of those things, the Dolphins... You know, it's like some teams just have your number. Like more times than not, the Bears will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And more times than not, the Dolphins will beat the Bears. So I'm going to go with history on this one. 
I'm gonna I'm not gonna be surprised if my Bears come out with the win, but I got to take the Dolphins this time. History is on their side. Moving on, we got Carolina at Cincinnati. Carolina wounded from that uh, from that loss to the Falcons and. Basically, the, you know, the game slipped away as soon as DJ Moore spiked his helmet into the into the end zone, uh, triggering that penalty. Uh, the Bengals, uh, on the other hand, coming off that that bad loss to the to the Browns uh, on Monday night, it was like Nick Chubb just ran all over him, and uh, you know the defense was all up in uh, Joe Burrow's face all night long. A thirty-two to thirteen uh, beating uh, at the hands of the Browns to fall to. To four and four uh, right now, you know, but they're back home. They're looking to avenge that loss so far this season. Uh, you know, the Bengals are uh, two and one at home, so doing better at home than they have on the road. They're two and three uh, away from um, the stadium. So, you know, I, I like the Bengals. I really do. They're only a game behind the Ravens. They're four and four. The Ravens are five and three. Um, you know, they're going to want to keep pace and, you know, this is one of those games you have to win. They're a better team than the Carolina Panthers. They're playing better football right now. They have talent across the board. Uh, they should come away with the win here. I'm taking the home team with the Bengals. Moving on, we got the Packers at the Lions and talk about two teams really struggling right now. The Packers have lost four in a row. They lost four in a row. Two weeks ago, they lose to the Commanders, which was especially satisfying to watch after we pissed away a game against the Commanders uh, on Thursday night football uh, and everything. And, you know, then then this past week, um, who did they lose to this time? Oh, I'm, it's completely flying right out of my head. Uh, I picked them to lose, too. The Bills, that's who it was. They were destroyed. Uh, by the Bills. I mean, it was only 27-17, to 17, but Buffalo dominated that one from jump, 24-7 at halftime uh, and everything. And, you know, the, the the Packers need one. Talk about a team that desperately needs a win uh, right now. Detroit, man, Detroit is something else. I mean, they are every bit as a tough out as I thought they would be going into the season. But since they beat the Commanders week two, they, they let that game slip away from them against the Vikings, 28-24, to 24, where the Vikings scored with about a minute left uh, in the game to take the lead for good. They lose that shootout the following week with the Seahawks, 48-45. After that, in three games, they've combined scoring 33 points, and 27 of those points were against the Dolphins this past Sunday. They got... They got uh, they got shut out by the Patriots. They only scored six points against the Cowboys two weeks ago and then had the lead late on the Dolphins before Tua throws a touchdown pass uh, in the final minutes of the fourth quarter to take the lead and secure the win uh, against them. You know, they've lost five in a row now. They're one in six. And, it, you know, it, it's like I'm, I'm going to pick the Packers here, but – Call me crazy, I would not be surprised one bit with the way the Packers are playing. It's the, the Lions always play the Packers tough. It's in Detroit. You know, I think either the Packers are going to blow them right out of the water and, and get, get themselves back uh, to feeling better about themselves as a football team right now, or 
they're going to let the Lions hang into this, hang in this thing, and the Lions are going to take it from them uh, at some point to just you know get a win uh, for this one. So I was like, I'm taking Green Bay, but I would not be surprised at all if the Lions win here. The Packers are really struggling on both sides uh, of the ball. I mean, the the wide receiving core is just you know decimated uh, right now. Christian Watson, you know, in and out of the lineup with injuries. He left last week's game with a concussion. Um, you know, I think Sammy Watkins finally came back, but he's not really doing much. Uh, Alan Lazard, I think, missed the game against um, Buffalo uh, last week. He's banged up as well. And, you know, Romeo Dobbs can only do so much uh, while, you know, out there himself. And, and uh, you know, all the Packers have is the running game right now because they are so depleted uh, in the wide receiving core. They really, really wanted Clay, Chase Claypool and uh, – that was one of the things that made it so sweet that the Bears pulled that trade off, that uh, he was denied going to the Green Bay Packers and helping them out when they are desperate, desperate need of some, inf- uh, you know, an, a talent infusion in the wide receiving core to help out their uh, future Hall of Fame quarterback. And uh, Ryan Paul swooped in and be like, yeah, how about our second round pick for 2023? Should be, you know, could quite possibly be a top 10 pick in the second round. What do you say? And Peter was like, sold. Send them on out. There you go. So, um, you know, Green Bay needs a win bad. Uh, I think they're good enough to win this game. Uh, but I wonder if uh, if it being a division game, if, you know, if if Dan Campbell is just going to be able to get, an, get enough fight out of his guys to, uh, to win this one. It's all going to come down to Detroit and them controlling their mistakes. You know, they're going to have to play a near-perfect game, um, you know, but uh, I, I think they can do it, but uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay uh, on that one. <laughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by PointsBet. Guys, it's finally here. Sports Drink and PointsBet have partnered up to bring you the world's greatest BTU-themed threads for the Bears season. Just imagine the blue and orange confetti can cascading down from the rafters of State Farm Stadium while you're donning the greatest T-shirt known to man, a Bears Talk Underground T-shirt. And it's very simple. You got to go to sportsdrink.org slash shirts, fill out the quick Google form, register for your points bet account, and deposit at least $10. That's all it's going to cost you. You want to get your hands on this T-shirt, and then finally you upload your proof of deposit uh, as well. Once you submit, our beautiful friends will have your shirt out the door and on the way to you. And once again, that is sportsdrink.org slash shirts. Once again, sportsdrink dot org slash shirts guys i'm in my 16th season doing this show it's the first time i've had a shirt available for my podcast i'm so proud to finally have one and i want you to have it so follow the steps and get yourself your very own bears talk underground t-shirt today and thank you to points bet for partnering up with sports drink and thanks to points bet for sponsoring the podcast (laughs) we got indianapolis at new england and uh you know, New England bounced back from their loss to the Bears on Monday night with a big win over the Jets uh, last weekend, uh, giving Belichick that 325th win. So he surpasses uh, Papa Bear Hallis uh, for second all-time uh, on the total wins list uh, and everything. And, um, you know, I actually didn't pay attention to the to who the quarterback was. I don't know if it was – if it was – was it Jones or was it uh, – was it Jones or was it Bailey Zappi that was uh, playing in the game last week? 
Oh, it was Mac Jones. Okay, cool. Probably not for Bailey Zappi. And I'm pretty sure a lot of Patriots fans weren't really thrilled uh, about that. I mean, anybody who watched the Monday night game between them and the Bears, it was, it was a pro-Zappi crowd, that's for sure. But, um, you know, so they got back to their uh, winning ways to pull even at 500 with that win over the Jets. Uh, the Colts, on the other hand, are a bona fide mess right now. Uh, Matt Ryan was putting up numbers, but it wasn't, you know, producing uh, anything uh, for them. 3-3-1 three, three and one in his seven games uh, as a starter. Uh, they, you know, he's he was suffering from, I believe, a shoulder injury or something like that, uh, that, that, you know, he wouldn't have played last week. But even if he was healthy, Sam Erlinger is uh, like former six-round pick from Texas, is now the starting quarterback. And it was announced he's the quarterback for the rest of the season. So I don't know what that means for Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I certainly think it means the Colts are going to go quarterback shopping in the pre in the off season again, but uh, you know we'll we'll ultimately have to see about that one. This game is in New England, and um, I don't see the Colts being much of a threat to the Patriots in the way they're playing right now, if for no other reason that that pass rush and the defense that the Patriots have are going to keep the Colts uh, in check. Give me the Patriots uh, for this one. Big AFC East matchup: the Bills at the Jets. You know, it's big because the Bills are six and one, the Jets are five and three. But outside of that, I don't I don't really see this being much of a game. I mean, this is definitely a game where the Jets can make a statement and and announce who they are and, and who they hope to be uh going forward. Um Zach Wilson is not playing well right now. He's hurting the football team and uh the Buffalo Bills are on a roll. I mean, they're just they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, right now, despite being on the road, I don't see this being a problem for them. Give me the bills uh, in that one. Minnesota at Washington. Um, I think this will be the uh, the end of the NFC North schedule for the Commanders. They're uh, two and one. Are they? Yeah, they beat the Bears and the Packers. They lost to the Lions uh, of all teams. And, um, you know, the one victory that the Lions have, it was over the Commanders in Detroit. Here comes uh, Minnesota into town, just a couple of weeks removed from them beating up on the Packers and coming away with the win there. Um, you know, Minnesota coming off, uh, you know, a, a, a tight win, an ugly win over the Cardinals uh, on Sunday. Um, they're probably one of the more, one of the more, you know, more least, but... Here's my grammar lesson for the day. One of the least respected six and one teams in the NFL uh, right now. You know, they have a three and a half game lead uh, in the NFC North right now. And yet nobody's talking about Minnesota being a threat in the NFC as far as going to the Super Bowl right now. It's just they just happen to keep winning football games. I mean, the one game that they've lost was to the best team in the conference, which was the uh, Philadelphia Eagles week two on Monday night. And uh, they pretty much, you know, figured out a way, one reason, one way or another to come away with five straight victories uh, since then. So they're on the road at Washington. You know, Washington is tough, man. I mean, the, they're coached by Chico Rivera. They're going to give him maximum effort. Um, but I just, uh, I mean, Heineke has been quite the infusion uh, for them. They've won three in a row, starting with the, that win in Chicago, uh, week number six on, on Thursday night. Then they come back, and Heineke leads them to a win over the Packers. And then this past Sunday, a come-from-behind win over the Colts uh, in Indianapolis. I just think the Minnesota has a little too much 
You know, the Bears aren't, you know, A, didn't play well, and B, aren't a very good football team. The Packers are playing awful uh, right now, and Washington was a benefactor of that. And then the Colts, I just got done talking about what a mess they were when we talked about the Patriot game there. This is the best team that Minnesota has faced in this little three-game winning streak uh, of theirs. I expect a come-down-to-reality result on Sunday. Give me the Vikings over the Commanders on Sunday. Final game of the early schedule. You got another West Coast team going out to the East Coast, and this one is the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought that uh, the Jags were going to be one of the surprise teams. You know, the 2-1 start, the big road win over the, the Chargers to start the year, uh, the shutout victory over the Colts, and they haven't won a game since. You know, sitting there, uh, you know, in the AFC South, two and six. They've lost five games in a row. Um, you know, they lost a tight one uh, to the Giants. Um, was it last week or the week before? Because I, I kind of get it mixed. The Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Last week it was the Broncos in, in London. I was watching that game. That was uh, terrible how they, I mean, they were winning uh, there at the end, gave up that touchdown. Um, at, at the, you know, late in the game, weren't able to, uh, to come back, uh, for it. And, um, <laughs> now they've got the Raiders, uh, another team that is, uh, struggling, uh, as well, two and five, but the, the bad news for them is they're and four on the road so far, uh, this year, you know, the Raiders, the Raiders are kind of a mess, like uh, enough of a mess that the you know, rumor is that Josh McDaniel is already on the hot seat. Like that's how bad it is uh, in Vegas right now. You know, they, 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 they have that that opening opening game loss to the Chargers. That game they gave away to the Cardinals in Week Two. Uh, couldn't finish the comeback against the Titans. They finally get a win uh, over the Broncos Week Four, but that wasn't saying much. It was more of a coaching thing that cost them the game uh, against uh, Kansas City. Uh, on the Monday nighter, they beat up on the Texans, but who hasn't at this point? And then this past Sunday in a shutout loss uh, to the Saints. Uh, it's It's been an ugly, ugly thing out there. And and when you look at this roster, it's inexplicable. Like, it doesn't make sense. You know, there, there were some people who were thinking that on paper, this is a team that could challenge Kansas City for the division. This is a team that, that could be good enough to hold the Chargers at bay while they battle it out with Kansas City. Uh, and everything, and um, you know, even with, let's say they 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 keep that game against the Cardinals, and they you know go for the extra point and take it to overtime and win against the Chiefs. You're still talking about a four and four team, as opposed to the two and six uh, that they are right now. So two and five, excuse me, yeah, four and three instead of two and five. But it's it's still not a um, it's not a pretty situation going out there. Taking on the Jaguars, this is probably the toughest game I'm going to be picking this week because I don't feel confident in either team. Like, if I was doing confidence points, this would no doubt be my one-point game. For sure, this would be my one-point game. So, um, again, going to play it safe and uh, go with the road team on – or, excuse me, the home team on this one. Give me the give me the Jaguars. Uh, I don't like that 0-4 road 
road uh, record for the uh, the Raiders. They just they just don't seem to have it together, and and I think a lot of that is on uh, McDaniel's, which is why he's probably on the hot seat only eight games into his head coaching uh, career with the Raiders. But uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm taking Jacksonville. It's about as shaky a pick as I'm going to make this week. I'm just going to take the Jaguars because I don't know which way. I honestly don't know which way to go with this one. This is this is definitely like if, if Vegas was given odds, this would be a pick'em game. There would be no, you know, Jags by three or, or anything like that. They're like, yeah, just pick them, and it doesn't matter. Uh, only two late games uh, this week. You have Seattle at Arizona. Not even going to waste my time with Arizona right now. Give me the Seahawks. They're playing too well uh, at the moment. And then Tampa Bay and Los Angeles. Remember that epic playoff game they had in the divisional round last year where, uh, you know, the, 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 the Rams had the lead. Tampa Bay came back. They take the lead. And then, you know, Stafford to cup for the miracle that set up the game-winning field goal uh, and everything. Yeah, I don't, this isn't that. These, these teams are playing nowhere near that well uh right now yeah there's been some injuries and things like that kind of contributing to that but these two teams are suffering from you know playing great game hangover or something from the from the playoffs the rams are the world champs they're nowhere near uh playing that well uh right now you know the rams are are you know three and four the bucks are three and five i've lost you know three four games in a row uh at this point yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay on this one. And I'm not even, again, I guess if I was doing confident points, the three games that I'm shakiest on are, uh, you know, Vegas and Jacksonville. That would be my one-point game, no doubt. Uh, I think maybe my two-point game would be Green Bay over Detroit. And then the three-pointer would be L.A. and, and Tampa Bay. Uh, again, just going to play it safe and go with the home team. Give me the uh, Buccaneers. You know what? The hell with it. I'm going to go with the Rams. Give me the Rams. Um, I like their offensive firepower better than Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is. Um, I don't think his head is in football right now. After with you know them announcing the divorce and uh, and all that kind of stuff, it's it's not where it needs to be. You know, football is his safe place, but uh, he's not playing like it right now, and the whole team is is suffering right along with him. I'm going to go with the Rams. Give me the Rams on that one. And then the Sunday night matchup, the Chiefs and the Titans. We're going to find out if the Titans got it in them. You know, they've uh, they had that 0-2 start uh, to the season, uh, and they've won five straight since then. You know, losing to the Giants and that, you know, that, that come from behind loss to the Giants. They got smoked by the Bills on Monday Night Football in Week 2. And they hang on against the Raiders. They beat the Colts. They beat the Commanders. I mean, these tight, low-scoring affairs, 24-22, 24-17, 21-17, 19-10 over the Colts, 17-10 against the Texans. And this is the best team they will have faced since losing to Buffalo, um, also on the road. So... You know, the Titans are a 5-2 and two team, and kind of in the vein that Minnesota's a 6-1 and one team. There's not a lot of love for these teams, despite the fact that they're pulling out the uh, victories. And I'm not going to show them any love here. Give me the Chiefs uh, in this one. This is a team that is, uh, you know, their last testament to uh, to playing was the, uh, was the loss to Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah. Oh, no, they, they came back and rebounded. Damn, this two-week break. They beat the 49ers to rebound from the Buffalo loss, so they don't uh, necessarily need revenge, but uh, they're uh, playing to stay ahead of the Titans uh, in the AFC uh, right now, and I just think that you know the, the, the Chiefs are the better team, and they're at, in Arrowhead on Sunday. Give me the Chiefs. And then finally on Monday night, Roquan Smith makes his Baltimore Ravens debut on Monday in New Orleans uh, against the Saints, who have declared Andy Dalton the starter for the rest of the season, so no more Jameis Winston at quarterback. So it'll be uh, Andy Dalton and occasionally uh, Taysom Hill doing some things uh, when they like to mix it up uh, with the offense. You know, I, I picked the Raiders to beat New Orleans because I just don't really have much faith in the Saints uh, this year. And, of course, they come out and they beat the Raiders 24 to nothing for my trouble uh, and everything. But I don't think that's going to happen here uh, on Monday night. Uh, the Ravens are, uh, you know, a better football team than the, uh, the Saints despite being out on the road. If I'm not mistaken, the Ravens are better on the road than they are at home. Uh, this year, I mean, just going through their schedule real quick, they lose. They lose at home to the Dolphins. That forty-eight to the forty-two to thirty-eight comeback that the Dolphins put on them. Same thing happened a couple weeks later. They had a twenty to nothing, twenty to three lead on the Bills. End up losing that game. Um, you know, then they were uh, then they lost that game to the Giants uh, a few weeks ago. But wins over the Browns. They beat the Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football. They're coming off a a mini buy uh, break to take on the saints on, on Monday night. And um, yeah, I'm going to go with the, with the Ravens right now to take the win over the saints. So there you go. So there you have it guys. Give me the Eagles, the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Packers, the Patriots, the Bills, the Vikings, the Jags, the Seahawks, the Rams, and uh, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. And as I'm looking at that, I think I picked too many road teams again. But we'll go with that and and see how it all shakes out. So there you go uh, for the Week 9 preview for the NFL. Um, come on back tomorrow when we will be previewing Bears-Dolphins. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to have a guest right now because uh, my guest uh, declared to me a couple of days ago that he is uh, in the midst of, of quite, quite the cold, that uh, you know the cough and everything is having trouble making, uh, making conversation. So we'll see how it goes through. Maybe I'll be able to do the interview and have to do some skillful editing around the coughs uh, and whatnot. But uh, you know, we'll see if we have a guest. Hopefully he's... Uh, had enough tea and some cough syrup and cough drops and whatever to get through the interview. Uh, either way, I'll be back tomorrow with the Bears-Dolphins uh, preview to get you ready for the weekend. So come on back for that. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been Bears Talk Underground. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. 
Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.